we're going to share a little bit. Um, this book is about metabolizing our metabolizing pain and banishing shame and loving God with all of who you are. So I would love to know, just to start, so people have some context of who we are, how different are we? How different are we? Um, that's a pretty broad question, but maybe I can... Obvious. Like, if you are to go, Elisa, Simon. Um, you're very creative. Mm -hmm. I'm not as creative. I'm more linear, logical, <laughs> um, planning, um, very deliberate. You're going to be more creative, spontaneous, I think. I think some of that, I used to be more spontaneous. Yeah. I think being around yeah, you. You've actually I've, pulled more. I've pulled more to you and you've pulled more to me, which is kind of interesting. But I think that happens to, to most couples. Hey, what you just heard was an excerpt from a video that Alisa recorded with her husband, Simon, about marriage. And it's just one of the amazing exclusive pre-order bonuses that you'll get when you pre-order the Body Revelation. I'm Aaron, one of the team members here. And if you swipe up on the show notes right now, there is a pre-order link that you can tap to pre-order Alisa's new book, The Body Revelation. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review and a rating, in your favorite podcast app, it would help us get this message in front of so many people, and you would make a difference just by doing that. Without further ado, here's Elisa with today's Revving the Word. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one. All right, here we go. Take a deep breath, inhale, expand your belly. Exhale and draw in your core muscles so that you are upright, present. Bring your head over your shoulders, shoulders over your hips, hips over your ankles. Now, as you start to move in any direction, forward, side, or back, there'll be a little shift of that alignment. And that's why the core is so important to holding it all together. Good. All right, friends, we are excited. We, me, me and my small group, me and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are excited to get to keep working through Ephesians together, the book of Ephesians. Today we will be working through chapter five. <laughs> and I am loving every moment of this book. I keep coming back to it over and over in my times of study. Now remember, the book of Ephesians was written to no particular problem going on in the church. Unlike other letters that Paul writes, where he's addressing a specific issue or concern. Paul's just writing a letter in prison, probably trying to encourage himself to connect to the people that he loved the most. Now we can see in the book of Ephesians, as we've learned, Paul is contending for maturity. That, that the body of Christ, the, the people at Ephesus would continue to grow up into one body, one hope, one faith, one father over all. So we learned about that last week about maturity and to grow up. That's a gift. 
we're going to continue that conversation today of what it looks like as we grow up and mature in the Father's house. So go ahead right now, maybe shake your hands a little bit, maybe even tap your thighs, pat your thighs. We pray, God, come. Here we are. We need you in our bodies, not just in our belief system, but in our bodies. So we welcome you to be God of our entire life so that we would think, feel, and choose just like you. We want to be imitators of you, God. And we can only do that by the power of your Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, teach us and lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's just read the passage. It's our teaching text today from Ephesians 5. As I read, think in pictures. So, you are creative. Yes, you are. Holy Spirit, help us to get this into our bones, into our marrow, <laughs> ourselves. Verse 1. Therefore, I'm going to just refer the therefore was Paul talking about how we are to grow up into Christ's likeness to mature, being kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving, right? This merciful heart posture. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. Some of you need to stop running right now. You just need to walk. Come on. It won't take long. Come on. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper, 
and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Spirit, teach us. question when you walk into a room does it light up does the atmosphere change because you are in it I don't know about you but I want to walk into a room and watch things light up and change and I know that this is what the Lord wants for me. And I'm not stopping until I get it. And true confession, guys, I haven't been doing a great job at this lately. I'm, I'm in a stronghold with the Lord. I've been walking through some physical pain, thrusted upon me in a moment. My body is still healing. And it's actual pain that it changes my character, my nature. I'm not myself. That's what pain does. It's a magnifying glass. And I'm, I've liked to consider myself, I've done a pretty good job at learning how to process and metabolize emotional pain when things don't go my way. But when I feel hurt in my body. It's a whole nother story that I'm working out with the Lord. I do know I'm getting a heart for those with chronic pain. Everyone, mercy for those who hurt in their body. And may I say to all of us who hurt in our bodies, widen your vision. What is God trying to tell us? There are things that we can do to partner with our healing get to bed earlier, drink water, lower the inflammatory foods. Y'all, I wrote about this in my new book, The Body Revelation, because pain is pain. And it wants to dim our lights. It wants to take us out. And we are the children of the light. Walk in love. God, come encounter us right now in our bodies as we move. And we bind up pain and we release praise. 
accelerate. On a scale of one to 10, push towards an eight. Come on, come on. Relax your shoulders, relax your jaw. Take a deeper breath. Walk as children of the light. Woo. Come on. Five, four, three, two, pull back. Children of the light, they're lovers of God and they make really good lovers of people. <laughs> they can love those who are above them and authority over them or those who are below them that they serve and lead. Because pretty soon here, Paul's gonna talk about roles for the body of Christ, husbands, wives, children, parents, employers and employees. He's gonna talk about that. But unless we have rid ourselves of the darkness, the deeds of darkness, we won't be able to walk and we won't light up a room. Everyone, let's just confess. We get stuck on ourselves. We get stuck. And that megaphone of pain, whether it's emotional or physical, whatever it is, whatever's pressing on you, whatever feels like a vice in your head or a yoke with barbs on your shoulders, or whatever feels like your feet are heavy and moving through mud, come on, confess. We give it a lot of attention. So right now in Jesus' name, I declare there's a clearing of the clouds, a parting of the seas. This is the way. Walk in it. Hear the voice. This is the way. Walk in it. Children of the light. Be a seven, be a six or five, pull back. Nice, steady, seven, moderate. But I want you to engage your whole body. By the way, right now, it's true. If you have emotional or physical pain, when you move your body, can you feel the clouds start to move away? And all these chemicals are being released, all the hope chemicals, all the gratitude chemicals. Woo. Thank God. Now remember this though, some people use movement in their body as a way to escape their pain. I can promise you, when this workout is over and we go back to life, that same pain 
problem or pain point is going to be there. So change your vision now. Heads up, look up, look carefully how you walk. Where your attention goes, your energy flows, friends. You want to light up a room? What source are you plugged into? And I need to reset myself all the time. Because the pain wants me down. <laughs> wants me looking at my feet. But God says, look up. I'm better than it all. Come to me, you who are weary. Come to me, you who hurt. And when you come to him, you're walking in love. Move closer. Move closer to him. Awake and move towards him. Good. Come on, strong feet, strong legs. Lift the corner of your mouth. Now I want you to start planning out your day on who you are as you walk as children of the light, taking no part with the unfruitful works of darkness. Now hear me, that doesn't mean you won't feel pain, you will. But when you feel it, what are you gonna do with it? So here's what I can discern from scripture. We were called for God. We are made for love and by love. Your brain and body work best when thinking optimistically and soaked and saturated in love and belonging and attachment, uh-huh. I got all kinds of science for that in my book, guys. By the way, if you haven't pre-ordered, what are you waiting for? You get a free early copy of the audio portion of the book, like me reading it to you for a short amount of time. Don't miss it, because we need to process this stuff. Come walk with me. Walk out of the tomb, the misery, the pain and into Christ's marvelous love and light. We just celebrated Easter and that same resurrection power in Christ that raised him from the dead lives in us. What are we doing with it? The seven. Come on, you can do this. 
All right. So we're made for love, by love. Everything about you works best when you think optimistically and gratefully. <laughs> when you're forgiving and being forgiven, really just walking in the light of God's love for you. But Paul drops the pin on the issue. We long for other things in our pain. We want other things, and so sexual immorality, covetousness, wanting things that don't belong to us or what other people have, that has to do with your old life. And that foolishness of talk or crude joking that comes out of your mouth is just an expression of what's going on in your heart. So Paul says, don't have anything to do with these things. Verse seven, therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Accelerate. Come on. Breathe. Every step you're taking forward, I want you to see yourself moving away from the old self. We learned that in four, chapter four. Put the old self off. That has to do with deceitful desires. Listen, guys, it is not wrong to want to have no pain or no problems. That's not a sin. It's how we get that met. How do we get that ache met? It's not Jesus and it's just Jesus. He has to be enough. Pull back to a seven if you aren't already. We're gonna push towards a nine. Not yet. That means for 30 seconds, get really uncomfortable. Ready, set, go. Yeah, do you hear what he just said? Awake, O oh sleeper. That's Isaiah 51 and 52 and 60 and Malachi 4.2. Awake, O oh sleeper. Arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Pull back. <laughs> Lord, shine your light. Everyone, open your palms. Say, Lord, come on in. Expose in me my grumbling heart. Heal me, and I'll be healed. For at one time, you were darkness, you were coveting, you were using your body improperly you were saying things with your mouth that only brought destruction you were you were an idolater friends that's what it's really about it all comes down to idolatry 
I would rather worship and serve a created thing rather than Creator God. And whenever that happens, even if it's our body, our health, our body beauty, our body ability, when we think that is the saving force, <laughs> we're headed for pain. We're headed for a dead end. And even there, there stands Christ waiting for you. Come back home. You're a child of God. Walk as a child of light. Pull back. Well done. Verse 10, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Awaken from the dead, guys. Come on. That's why I would rather feel pain than nothing at all. Can we get grateful for that? I know that's a big shift. But even in this emotional pain, mental, or, bio, or physical pain you're walking through, is it possible for a second? Actually, it's not possible in your flesh, but it's possible in the spirit to give thanks <laughs> that you are even walking through this time of tension and trouble. Because he'll bring you through. All right, everyone, I want you to hold an eight. I want you to hold an eight for the rest of this song if you can. And if you can't, it's okay, play with it. A seven is comfortable work you could hold for another 30 minutes. But I want an eight. It's where it's pinching in your thighs a bit and you have to focus and breathe. Two minutes is all I'm asking for, friends. Come on, pick up your feet. Breathe. All right, context for us all. Paul is writing this letter in prison, from prison, in Rome at about 62 AD. Come on. Paul, in prison. Are you in prison today? You have something to be thankful for. There you go, move it in the right direction. Turn on the light. There it is. Can you be thankful for that? Come on. You have eternal salvation and a living hope in Jesus Christ. Come, Father, come. Speak to us. Your children need to know what it means to walk as children of the light, making the best use of our time.
You have 30 seconds. What are you gonna do with it? Come on. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time, guys. What are you doing with your time? How much of your time is spent scrolling on your phone? I know, it's a war I'm, by, I'm battling too, every day. And we're not off the hook. Pull back and recover. Good job. Good job on that two minutes. Friends, I, I tell you all the time, this is why we train, because the days ahead, there is no easy button. It is not going to come easy. Every day we wake up, there's resistance. And there's more for God to show up and do. That's why the darkness will get darker, but the light gets brighter. And that's why we, we have to have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness. So in my moments of pain, basically, I'm just not happy. Things aren't working out the way I thought they should. That causes pain, emotionally, mentally, even physically. Come on. And when those moments show up, because they will, they will. There is a way of escape. And there's a grace, there's a greater grace for the people of God on the earth today than there ever has been. I mean, we live in a land of grace. Look at all the resource we have. The problem is, we think those things will save us, and they won't. And this is kind of the blessing slash curse of in Jesus' time, there was so much pain, so much tension. I mean, you could die for being a Christian. You could die for saying, this is the Messiah. You're not gonna die today for that, unless you're my brother and sister in an underground church and by which I bless you in Jesus' name, keep going. Jesus' time, they had to grow food. They had to pray and hope the weather hung in there, they could have food. <laughs> there was so much pain. Pain was just a way of life. This is why a Messiah was so wanted, welcomed, searched for, prayed for. But now in our time, there's no pain. <laughs> and if there is, we're quick to find a relief somewhere in something because everything is permissible now. Everything goes. Everyone gets their rights because we wouldn't want to enforce any rights or rules that would make it painful for someone. But friends, there is pain. In this world, you will have trouble. And so in our time, where there is no pain or lots of resource for relief, we catastrophize everything. 
We catastrophize everything. Listen, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal. My husband just sent it to me yesterday. And it's titled this. The world is ending, but it's been ending many times before. Maybe our tendency to see catastrophe is a product of how easy we have it in this age of abundance. Come on, this is the Wall Street Journal, guys. Listen. America and the world are living through a very long Good Friday. Like Jesus is terrified and defeated disciples, we have no inkling of any Easter rising in our future. We are figuratively locked in an upper room of our own fears, bereft of hope, pondering the many ways in which the world is going to demolish us. Come on, there it is. You guys, let's just confess it. Can we just, I'm gonna be quiet, confess. You just confess. It's not your fault. It's just been generational sin multiplying over time that has taught you to, to make the best of life, build a name for yourself, like f- access the resources, build, build, build. <laughs> Grow up and do something with your life. <laughs> and that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel says, come in. Come into the Father's heart and home then grow up, walk in love. Walking in love is to imitate Christ. That's how it opens up. Therefore be imitators of God and walk in love. You will not walk in love if you are outsourcing your pain. And I'm just as guilty. I'm learning something. I'm learning from the outside in. Because I think from the inside out, I'm pretty solid. But when the external messages in my body are saying, doom, dare, it's scary, it's going in the wrong direction, my body starts to collapse in on itself. And for some of you, your body has collapsed in on itself years ago, years ago. You just gave up the fight. You gave up longing and looking for the love that will not forsake you. So now, come in. Come into the Father's home and heart of love. Leave all your idols at the door. Take off the backpack, take off all the things, come in. And grow. So here's how we put this into practice, friends. I have a few closing thoughts, one, We must do life with people. You've gotta be with people. People are gonna hurt you. You've gotta get out into the world where you will feel this discomfort. The things we don't do, we don't do sexual immorality, impurity or coveting. No filthy or foolish talk or crude joking. We just pay attention. What's going on in my heart? Because what's going on in my heart will make its way out its mouth. And the words I say affect my biology. My brain talks to my body based on what I say. Come on, this is the message of the body revelation. This is the season we are in for the podcast, guys. (laughs) This is gonna integrate the message that we have a faith that we live out 
until it shows up on the earth. We do not partner with people who do the things of sexual immorality, coveting, idolatry. We are the influencers, not the endorsers of darkness. Be the influencer. Bring light into darkness. And make the best use of your time. <laughs> Come on. And be thankful. It's, he says this twice in verse 4. Paul says, let there be no foolishness, but instead let there be thanksgiving. And in verse 20, verse 19, we address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to the Lord with our heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks today that you stand at the door and knock on our hearts. Say, let me in. And Christ's light will shine on us and in us and through us. And we will awaken from death to life, from pain to praising you. So, Father, I pray for an eradication. Eradicate the lie, the script that is attached to anyone's hurt here in their heart, in their mind, in their body. And bring your light of love, God. Shine your light. In him was light, and that light is the life of men. You are the light, and you bring life. Shine it into us until we go out and walk and show a world who is walking and stumbling in darkness how wonderful the ways of Christ are. We love you, and we are grateful. Can you all just be grateful for a moment? We're so grateful. We're grateful for our breath. We're grateful that we are upright today, and we are not in a hospital bed, God. And we pray for those who are, and may they arise take off the grave clothes. In Jesus' name, amen. There is no higher name.